Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Lukutimaran Shir. Tonight, we're going to be learning Lukutimaran lesson Kuf Chuf Tes, which is lesson 129 in the first Chalik in Lukutimaran. Uh, if you're interested, as always, you can uh, find more Shirim on the Breslov Research Institute website, on their SoundCloud, BRI, or on my SoundCloud for a lot of past previous classes that aren't up there. Uh, at Nach Daily or at Chai Sussman on SoundCloud. You can find out more classes there. So I guess for now, we'll just jump right in and we'll begin learning this piece. Uh, this piece is called Eretz Ocheles Yoshveha, a land that eats its inhabitants. Uh, it's Parsa Shlach. So I thought it was, at least in Chutz Laaretz it is. And they, uh, so I thought it would be a really opportune time to learn this with everybody. Also, uh, additionally, even though it's a short piece, a, you know, as we're learning with Rabbi Nachman and Torah Sepanimius, that uh, it is short maybe in words, but it's large in power. As Rabbi Nachman said about himself, uh, all my lessons are hakdamas. All my lessons are introductions, which is quite a remarkable thing that he said such a thing, which means every, every lesson, every Torah in Lakut Maran throughout the Sefer is giving new perceptions that a person could see life through. They're giving like sunglasses. Uh, a person can see life and live their life based on every single lesson and look at it in a different way. So even though it's not so long, it's very deep. And it also connects with Eretz Yisrael. And last lesson, that the last series we're learning, lesson Ayin Ches 78, in the second Chelek, had to do with the Derech Eretz Yisrael and the greatness of Eretz Yisrael. And being that we were touching on Eretz Yisrael, we speak about Eretz Yisrael very directly, I felt that this would be, even though it's a separate lesson, this would be a great opportunity to learn this piece with everybody uh, as it is Parsha Shlach and continues the theme of Eretz Yisrael. And a, uh, it's an amazing thing. So just to open with the words over here, I'll pull it up on the screen share in a few minutes over here, but I wanted to give a little introduction over here, that the Miraglim, what happened, that a, uh, the, they wanted, they were living in the Midbar, and uh, in the desert, they had the Mun, they were surrounded by the Anayinai Hakavod, the clouds of glory, and they wanted to spy out the land. They wanted to see if Eretz Yisrael was a good land or not. So what happened? They came back and they said their famous words, they gave a bad report. What was their words? That it was an Eretz Ocheles Yoshveha. It was a land that eats its inhabitants. Because what happened? They went there and they saw that there was funerals and the people were like giants. And really all this was done from Hashem that it would be a distraction. Uh, so they'd be able to go ahead and see if the land was fitting, if it was not. And they'd be able to, to go in a regular manner without being detected. Uh, but what happens is... What happened was is, is that they uh, misinterpreted what Hashem did for them, and they uh, came back with a bad report that it was Eretz Ocheles Yeshveh, that it's a land that eats its inhabitants. So I think as an introduction over here is that we see the power of perception. We see the power of perceptions. That here everything was happening. It was from Hashem. Hashem had opened up the land to them and doing miracles right in front of them. Uh, this way, they were able to check out the land. But 
they and Hashem was doing them a favor. But what happened was is, is that the Miraglim, they interpreted the life events that were happening around them for bad, right? So we see the power of perception, which means the events that happen in our life, they happen. They're kind of data. They're information in the outside world, right? Let me fix this for a second, right? They're information in the outside world. But what happens is, is that it's on us to interpret that information, to interpret that data. And we all use our power of our mind to underscore what we, how we experience that. We used our gift of thought in order to create the perceptions about what we think, again, what we think is actually happening. And really anything in life could be interpreted in so many different ways. So I, this is... This point really can't be said enough because this is something that I see so much in my practice uh, as a therapist that people come for depression, anxiety, social anxiety, and people feel a certain way about their life events. And the question really is, is how much are we interpreting those events using our gift of perception? Which means when we start seeing the outside world as data, as just information, and we're the people that write these subtitles underneath, so a person gets a much greater flexibility in what's happening around them, right? So if you think people are out to get you, again, if you think people are out to get you, right, your thoughts play into this. And this is kind of what happened with the Miraglim, that the Miraglim, uh, they interpreted the data in a way that was unfavorable for them. They used their gift of thought to interpret the data, to interpret the good events that Hashem was making for them, that there should be death in the land and that they, there would be giants and things like that, that they were using it to come back with a negative report as opposed to really seeing the favor, the favor that Hashem, that Hashem did for them. So I, I wanted to say that as a little introduction to the piece because this piece is going to talk about Eretz Yisrael, it's going to talk about the Tzaddik, and it's going to talk about Amuna. But it's also going to speak about how our mind plays in to, to all these three things. So let me do a share screen over here. I'm going to pull up the share screen. And we're going to jump again. We're going to jump right in. Okay. It's where I highlighted over here. Eretz Kufchaftes. Eretz, and we're also going to see how Rabbi Nachman is going to take this Eretz Ocheles Yeshveh to a whole new level. He's going to take it to a whole new level. So, a, uh, let's begin. So, to read inside, it says, let me move it like this. Uh, Eretz Ocheles Yeshveh, that's the Pasuk, that the Meraglin came back and they said that it's a land that eats its inhabitants. Kishimekor of when a person is close to the tzaddik, even though he doesn't receive anything from him at all, this is also considered very good. The hamuna levada, and amuna in itself, and amuna in the tzaddik, that you believe in the tzaddik, right? So let's just explain these few sentences over here that he says that even a person who's close to a tzaddik, even though he doesn't receive from him at all, just having a, a muna in a tzaddik, just knowing that there's a tzaddik is something that's very, very beneficial 
to serving Hashem. So he's saying that it's, it's, it's an amazing thing here, right? Just knowing that there's a tzaddik, just knowing, even if you're not close to him, you don't follow his advice, but you know there's something called a tzaddik. Just knowing that there's something called a tzaddik, Rabbi Nachman is saying, is something that's very, very helpful. It's very, very beneficial. And I think what this really means, to, just to flesh this out a little bit, is that everyone in life is looking for someone that they could look up to. They're looking for a mentor, or they're looking for what they call Adam Hashalim, the perfect person, a complete man who's perfect in his midos, perfect in his character, perfect in his wisdom, and perfect in his knowledge. But what happens is, is all through life, uh, so often people fall, short, people fall short of that, right? How many people that you could say, oh, this person's a, a true tzaddik, right? It's something, it's something rare. It's something unique. It's something special. And we wind up uh, kind of believing in people and we get let down from it and we get hurt from it. And it becomes very disappointing to the point that a person says, well, there's no, that people will even go as far to say, nothing new under the sun. There's no such thing as a tzaddik, right? And it's because people feel very discouraged because deeper down there's a belief that people really want to believe that there's an Adam HaSholem, that there is a, a rarefied, perfect type of person, a mentor, an extraordinary individual that they could look up to. And just knowing that, just knowing that there's something called a tzaddik, even though you might not know who that person is, just knowing that there's something, someone out there who's a tzaddik, even if you can't put your finger and define who he is, that is, Rabbi Nachman is saying, is extremely, is extremely beneficial. So I was thinking that, like, uh, what would be an example of this? You know, like, in business, a person wants to go into business, or they want to attain something, they want to open up a company, or they're trying to figure out a certain idea uh, within their business that they run. So what do they do? They'll read books, they'll ask advice, they'll find other people, they'll do research on it. And what that does is, is when a person, they're able to, they're able to uh, get feedback in a certain sense, that's able to raise their vision, that's able to raise a person's perception, a person's knowledge of even what's possible right? So you're not going to know to take money from one real estate that you made after you sold it and then dump it into another building right away that you won't have to pay taxes on that money because you bought another building right away uh, from the money that maybe you would have allegedly paid for taxes. You won't know that's possible, right? So when a person starts learning what's possible, so it creates a bigger vision for themselves. It creates a bigger vision of what's possible and what you could strive for. So even knowing that there's a tzaddik, even though you can't put your finger on it, as Rabbi Nachman's saying, knowing that there's a tzaddik, even if you're not close to him, just the very knowledge that there is someone out there who is perfect, who has raised levels of awareness, close to Vekas, Haskarvis to Hashem, uh, lofty perceptions, and is a true elevated individual, helps us, the layman, know uh, create a sense of vision for themselves and create a sense of focus of what's possible, right? Like I was saying, like if a person wants to know what's possible in business, they'll try to understand more and they'll learn more and that will help create a vision, a sense. So when a person learns that there's a tzaddik, 
when a person learns that there's an extraordinary individual, that is helpful for Avodas Hashem because it allows a person to see beyond themselves to where they're at and what's possible and what's, what's possible for them, what's actually possible for them to attain. Okay, now we're going to see how all this connects to the piece. We're going to see the flow of the piece back inside. Now he's going to say an amazing thing, a, a wild thing. Uh, the second highlighted over here, Kiteva Ha'achila. And he's going to explain. Kiteva Ha'achila, the nature of eating. That the food a person eats turns into sustenance. Kigon Sha'achai Ocheles Tzomeach. A live thing eats something that's growing. Kigon Esavim Nishapchen so an animal eats grass. That grass now turns into the animal. Right? When it enters into its belly. Right? He's going to explain this. And also a live thing to a, a speaking person. When you eat that living thing, a person eats meat. Then that living organism now turns into a speaking organism. And when a person, they eat that food, that food now spreads out into their bodies, into their limb. The food ultimately turns into the essence of that limb when it goes there. Part of the food will ultimately turn into the brain. And so that means the food itself is turning to the brain. Nishapik lemoch turns into the mind. And it goes to the heart. Nishapik And the part of the food that goes to the heart is now going to turn into the heart. And also uh, for uh, the rest of your limbs. So Rabbi Nachman is explaining you are what you eat. Right, that expression, you are what you eat. That a person, uh, we'll take it step by step. Uh, animal eats grass, right? So that grass spreads through the, gra- the animal's body and the animal gets sustenance from it. So the grass turns into the animal, right? Now, a human eats a piece of steak, right? So you eat a cow, you eat the steak, and now your body takes those nutrients, it takes those vitamins, it, it helps your, it, it turn, it ultimately, it the good parts of it turn into your red blood cells, your white blood cells, your skin. And I don't know medically how this works, but Rabbi Nachman saying that it even goes to turn into different parts of your brain that we know on a cellular level, a, a person's body is constantly regenerating itself and turning anew. So when a person eats, they're actually, you're taking a tzomeach or a chai, a plant life, right? You ate the salad, right? And you're eating an animal, a, a chicken, an oaf. So now you are what you eat. That thing uh, winds up being transformed, transformed into you, so to speak, right? So you, that thing gets absorbed into your body and you become one, become one with your food. You become one with it. Now Rabbi Nachman is going to explain how this ties into the Pusuk over here. And this is now what it means, uh, that highlighted over there. Because land is like emuna. 
Eretz who bechinus muna. Eretz Yisrael is emuna. Kemoshe kasev shechain Eretz urei emuna. Live in the land and cultivate faith. Vezehu ocheles yoshvea. And this is what it means that it eats its inhabitants. Kikishenichnas leAretz. When a person goes to Eretz Yisrael, shehi bechinus emuna, which is synonymous with emuna, faith. Neechal eitzla. You get a eaten by the land, meaning you get absorbed into the land. You turn into the essence of the land. When a person is connected to the tzaddik, which is like Eretz, it's like Eretz Yisrael. So we see Rabbi Nachman is equating the tzaddik and Eretz Yisrael. The Eretz Yisrael and the tzaddik are, are the same light. It's like the tzaddik is eating you and you turn into the essence of that tzaddik. Right? So this is what it means that the Eretz is Ochelish es Yoshvah. Right? That what happens is, is that, that a, a person uh, settles in Eretz Yisrael and what does it mean that it's, it eats its inhabitants? It means just like when you eat food that food ultimately gets absorbed into your body and turns into your limbs and your vital organs and your heart because the, the nutrients get, get what you need. It gives your body what you need and it turns into that. So too, when a person enters into Eretz Yisrael and they live in Eretz Yisrael, a person goes through this process of being absorbed into the land, that you become one with the land. You become one with Eretz Yisrael. It's like Eretz Yisrael eats you. You get eaten up by Eretz Yisrael, the land, right? And he's saying, so too with the tzaddik. And we're going to explain more how this works further down as we learn, as we learn uh, this deeper, right? That so too, when a person a, uh, connects to the tzaddik, so a person connects to the das of the tzaddik, you connect to the mind of the tzaddik, you learn Torah from the tzaddik, you learn from the Sefer, you accept what it says, now that enters into your mind. This is kind of what we started with a little bit, and that, that it enters into your mind, and it's like the tzaddik's eating you. It's like you're getting eaten by the tzaddik, as he says. It's a, it's a pretty wild thing that he's saying, that you're getting eaten by the tzaddik, but it means that you get totally absorbed with the tzaddik as if you're one, you become one with the tzaddik. And living in Eretz Yisrael is the same, that a person, uh, they, they're able to, get absorbed into the land where they become one with the land. And this is what he says that Eretz Yisrael, there's a few variables over here that I'm explaining about Amuna, Eretz Yisrael, and the Tzaddik are really all the same. That that's what Amuna is, right? That a person has a certain mindset. A person understands how their experience's life is coming to life, that it's animated. It's coming from Hashem. So what happens is, is that uh, that, spreads out to your entire body and your body turns into that understanding. Your body becomes one, absorbed into the tzaddik. Your body becomes absorbed into the land, right? And they, uh, that's an incredible thing. It's an amazing thing to be, to be one with the tzaddik, to be one with Eretz Yisrael. And he's also saying what we saw in the last lesson that we learned, lesson 78, uh, Ish Prostik in the second Chelek of Lukut Maran, simple Jew, simple man, a, uh, that the, the light of the tzaddik and the light of Eretz Yisrael are one, and the light of Amunah means all these things link up with each other. 
So it's an amazing thing. Now let's go a little weiter, a little bit more forward. Maybe Nachman's going to shed even more light on this. It, theoretically, we could stop here. Theoretically, we could stop here. This is amazing already that you learn from the mind of the tzaddik, you turn into the tzaddik, right? Maybe you could also say that's why so you see people from different chassidists or people that follow certain leaders. It doesn't even have to be chassidists. It could be different Rosh yeshiva or different whatever it is, is that they all kind of have a certain look, similar, similar look to them. It's because they're in, a, in a deeper sense, they're becoming one with that teacher. So they wind up taking on their looks. As the Pasuk in Mishle, I believe, says, Chachmas Adam Arpanav that the light of a person illuminates on their face. So you receive chachma from someone else, you, that chachma gets absorbed into your body. Your body turns into that wisdom, so to speak, and now you wind up looking like that individual because that chachma, chachmas adam tarapan, of the chachma of the other person is getting absorbed into you. It's radiating in your face. You wind up looking like that person. I was very parenthetically, but that's an interesting point. Okay. Going more. And also, wait a minute. Okay. Vachain Erich Israel Asma Yesh. Yeshla Gam Kain right? That Eretz Yisrael we see also has this this power. The Al Kain Amar Rabbi Seinum. Therefore, Chazal said, Kol Hayoshe BeEretz Yisrael Shroi Below Avon. Anyone who lives in the land of Israel, they live without iniquity. They live without sin. Shenema Ha'am Hayoshe Banasu Avon. The land that sits there, uh, they don't have Avon. They don't carry Avon. Because it's a land that eats its inhabitants. That a person who lives there, they flip into the essence of Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, anyone who walks for Amos in Eretz Yisrael, it's their promise as if they're Olam It's uh, their promise that they get Olam Haba. Like Chazal say over there. So therefore, just again to recap, so therefore it comes out that a person who lives in Eretz Yisrael, it's as if they don't have any sin. Why? Because they get so much absorbed into the land that it's as if they don't have any Averis anymore. It's as if, as if they don't have any sin. Uh, there's another point over here before we go a little bit forward that is, a, that is an interesting point over here that I mentioned is that we see how the light of the tzaddik is, uh, the tzaddik, Rabbi Nachman is equating with the light of Eretz Yisrael. And I think there's, the, the, the deeper connection over here is, is about how at last week we learned from Chaim Aran, we saw about how Rabbi Nachman said, right now I'm in Breslov, but every place I go is rock Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, it looks like I'm in Breslov, but I'm always going to Eretz Yisrael. Which means that a... Uh, which means that you see that, that when you connect to the tzaddik, it's like you're connecting to Eretz Yisrael. It's like you're connecting to a certain aspect of Eretz Yisrael. So Renachman was saying that, yeah, I'm a tzaddik. So like, if you understand that the light of the tzaddik is the same as the light of Eretz Yisrael, so now this 
enigmatic statement that Rabbi Nachman said about that uh, he's always in Eretz Yisrael, despite the fact he appears uh, in Breslov. So you could understand, because the light of the tzaddik, the light of Eretz Yisrael, the light of Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael are really one. I'm going back to the screen share. Back to the screen share. Okay, now he's going to say something a little bit more Kabbalistic, a little bit with more Kabbalah. I'm not a Kabbalist, just as a disclaimer. I don't really know Kabbalah at all, but we'll do our best to get through this a little bit over here and share my understanding of, of what I think it's saying. Okay. Right. And this is also what we explained in another place. Uh, it says in the Pasuk, Allah Pasuk, Sorry. Uh, so he says, when evildoers come close to consume my flesh, Right, so you see there's an achila here. When my enemies come to me, they come to eat my flesh. That's what David HaMelech said. I believe he said that about Doega Adomi, who was coming to chase him down. Right? So Rabbi Nachman's going to explain. Uh, what was he saying? When I want to uh, unite or come close, it's like two friends that do not separate. Trey Rayan, two friends, Delo Misparshin, that do not separate. I'm just going to read through this and then we'll explain it. Uh, that's, a, that's actually a, a quote from the Zohar that uh, many, many Sfarim use. It comes up in many different places. I need Tzarech Le'echol as Basrai. I need to eat my flesh. Hainu Lehachnia Hachomer, to subdue the physicality. Vezehu, and this is what it means, Le'echol as Basari. That's what it means to eat my flesh. Specifically eating. That the soul, the nefesh, needs to eat your flesh. And when your soul eats your flesh, then your flesh gets absorbed into your soul, your nefesh, and it gets turns into that essence. The zehu, and this is what it means, that my enemies eat. Hainu. Trey Rayan de Lomas Parshan, two friends that do not separate. Shehem Hamochen Hakadoshim, these are the holy perceptions. Shesrichen Hamoach Vadas Hakadosh, Yochol Es Haguf, the mind and the das, they need to eat the body. Tahainu. Shehaguf Yis Hapech Lemahus Hanashama Hakadosha, that your body becomes so elevated that its essence turns into the Neshama. Shehu Hamoach Vadas. That your soul is your mind and your das, like we explained someplace else. Don't worry, we're going to come back and try to explain all this. This is eating. That the food gets flipped, transformed into sustenance. Canal. And this is what it says. Live in the land and cultivate faith. That you should uh, be sustained and cultivate faith. Hainu. You should be eaten by emuna. Like an aspect of food turning into sustenance. Ach. However. Nevertheless, everything is tali in your desire. 
If your faith, if your desire is strong to serve God, but it's hard for you to get above your midos and break your physicality, uh, your worldly desires, but through coming close to emuna, uh, through having emunas in tzaddikim, right, and eating, it's like you're getting eaten by the tzaddik and you're nishapik mahusa. Okay, I know that was a mouthful. I know that was a mouthful. That was a little bit of a Kabbalah language over there. But let's, let's, say, uh, let's speak this out, okay? So Rabbi Nachman introduces, this is a phrase, called Trey Rayan Delomis Parshan, two friends that do not separate. So what two friends that do not separate is a Kabbalistic term referring to Chachma and Bina, which are the higher mentalities, which are the higher perceptions. That Chachma and Bina are like father and mother, and they unite to create Das, to create a child. Uh, another way to understand this is uh, Trey Ray and Delomas Paris and two friends that do not separate are also synonymous with the Zer Anpin, which is Chesed Gur Tiferes Netzachod Yesod, and uniting with the Malchus, which is considered the seventh and last Midah of kingship, that there's a relationship between Chachma and Das, that there are two friends that don't separate, and there's also a relationship between the Zer Anpin, the lower half of the Sphiros, and the sphera of Malchus, the sphera of kingship. And just to flesh this out a little bit, that when these faculties of Chachma and Bina are activated, so what happens is it winds up ruling over the entire body. Uh, and what that does is, and we'll, we'll flesh this out a little bit more, so when the aspects, the higher mental faculties or the higher spiritual faculties of Chachma and Bina are activated, that has a way to influence the entire body, right? So when Chachma and Bina, uh, wisdom and insight are activated, what happens is, is that uh, that has a way to eat your flesh, as Rabbi Nachman saying, because why, what happens is that you, th these things spread out, it's picture it rooted in the mind, and it's spreading out to your entire body, that whatever happens in the mind, it's like the command center for the entire, it's the Rosh, it's the head, right? And that's like the command center for the entire body, that everything gets subsumed into that. So this is what David HaMelech said. He said, he said a... Uh, uh, that when my enemies come, they come to want to eat my flesh. So what, what is Mereim? Mereim means enemies, but Mereim also means Reim, like a friend, like a Reim Ahuvim, friends, right? That your friends of the upper faculties of Chachma and, da, Chachma and Bina, right? When they're activated, then it's Le'echol es Basrai, it eats my flesh, which means my entire body becomes subsumed to my two friends that never separate from each other, uh, which are Chachma and Bina, right? Your entire body gets absorbed into that, is rooted in the mind, gets absorbed into that, and then it winds up subduing your flesh. So, Bikarov Alai Mereim Le'echol Es Basrai, 
when my friends of Chachma and Bina come, which are rooted in my mind, that is, eats my flesh means that is something that my physical body winds up a, uh, my physical body winds up getting eaten by it, so to speak. And what does it mean eaten by it? It means that it winds up getting absorbed and taken over and taken over into it. That was my little Kabbalah lesson. I, I don't really know much about Kabbalah, but this is a, uh, I don't, I'm probably not even scratching the surface here at all what this means. But when a person has a Muna, so let's just put this in the greater context of the piece and, and also speak about what this, what this means to us on a practical level. But so when a person either connects to the tzaddik, right? They take on that mentality, they take on that perception, the consciousness of the tzaddik. Uh, when a person has a muna, they take on the consciousness of Hashem. When a person lives in Eretz Yisrael, which is also God consciousness, so all these things, uh, they affect you completely through and through, right? It affects you completely through and through so much so it's like you're being consumed and eaten up. Like even in English, we say like, oh, it was eating. I was thinking about that thing was eating me alive, right? Oh, this one thing, this one, this one problem is really eating me up, right? What are we really saying is that we're saying that you're thinking about something so much so to the extent that it's eating you up. It's eating you up. Oh, this really eats me right? You hear people say that all the time, right? That it's eating, you say it's eating me up inside, right? These are expressions we use in English, but really what that's saying is that you have something going on in the mind so much so that it's disturbing to you, right? Or it could, doesn't have to be disturbing to you. It could also mean it was, it could also be that it was helpful for you. Like Rabbi Nachman is saying that when you connect to the tzaddik, even having emuna in the tzaddik, that affects the mind so much that it, you get, it's like your entire body gets absorbed into the tzaddik. It's like the tzaddik's eating you. Living in Eretz Yisrael affects a person so much. The kedush of Eretz Yisrael, we say the avira is machim, right? The air makes you, makes you smarter, right? Or like the chazal that Rabbi Nachman just brought, that he said, uh, a person who lives, kola yoshe be'eret Yisrael shroi below avon. A person who lives in Eretz Yisrael, it's as if they have no sin, right? Now, you're not going to say there's a lot of sinner in the land, so we're going to come back to that. Rabbi Nachman is going to say the land could spit you out, right? If you put negative things into your mind, a person winds up, a person winds up feeling anxious, right? Uh, a person winds up feeling anxious. So really what this means to us uh, is that it's a, the mind is a very, very, very powerful thing and that a person... A person's awareness, a person's das, or what I like to call a person understands uh, the power of thought, the nature of thought itself. What that does is, is that the way the mind works is that whatever runs through your mind, that spreads out into the entire body in an all-encompassing manner. That whatever runs through here, for good or for bad, uh, that winds up becoming your real-time experience. So like, our mind has this consciousness, this awareness, which is like, it brings anything that runs through it alive, right? So it's like, I like to think of Star Wars, you know? Like, George Lucas would love a special effects system like the mind, you know? You get lightsabers and different planets and, uh, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker and Anakin and, 
you know, all these amazing uh, Jar Jar Binks. You have these amazing characters, Jabba the Hutt, that are, that are coming alive. And you're watching the spaceships and the, uh, the Millennium Falcon and the, the uh, you know, uh, I forget, the, uh, the Death Star, right? You're watching all these things. You're seeing it's alive. You watch a movie. It's like amazing, amazing special effects system. And the same thing with the mind, that whatever runs through the mind, so that winds up animating itself. That's the power of thought. That's the power of the mind or the power of consciousness that, that is the way our mind works. So when a person knows about a tzaddik, and when a person is living in Eretz Yisrael, and they're absorbing the wisdom of Eretz Yisrael, the avira of Eretz Yisrael, a person is connecting to Amuna. They're thinking about Hashem. They're thinking about faith, thinking about the things they don't understand in, li- in life, and trying to plug it up to God to return it to its source, then it's like basrai. It's like eating your flesh. You're getting eaten by that thing, right? Just like when a person eats uh, a steak, that steak gets uh, totally absorbed into their bloodstream and turns into their white blood cells and their red blood cells and their vital organs, as Rabbi Nachman is explaining. It gets totally transformed. So too, connecting to the tzaddik and connecting to Eretz Yisrael and, connect, and connecting to the Muna is a transformative experience that is happening from the power of the mind, from the Trey Ray and Delomis Parjan, from the two friends of Chachma and Bina, that, that is life-changing, that is totally, totally life-changing, that Hashem has given us this special effect system, right? So like if a person has uh, anxious thoughts running through them, or feel, so it turns into a feeling, it feels real, and that becomes your real-time experience, right? A person has happy thoughts running through them, thoughts of positivity. Uh, that becomes your real-time experience. A person has, feels like the world's out to get them. That literally becomes what you see because it's animated in real life. We have these Trey Ray and Delomis Parzin. We have these two friends, these very, very good friends that do not separate, uh, the, the Chachma and the Bina, the upper faculties of perception the way, the way I'm explaining is that it's, this is the way that the mind works, that Rabbi Nachman was pointing and revealing this, this deeper truth. So when, when a person, so it's, it's, it's amazing, right? It's amazing because true das is, the, it, true knowledge, true das is really divine awareness, like understanding that there's a power behind your mind that is actually fueling up your mind and bringing your experience to life. And that power behind our minds is Hashem, right? So when a person starts seeing that there's a power behind their mind, fueling up their experience of life, so then you get what I like to call God mind or God consciousness, or you could call it Emuna mind, right? And it becomes a completely transformative experience. That's real, that's real Amuna. Real Amuna is understanding that there's a power behind your experience of life that's giving you power, that's fueling up your experience, that there's a power that you're receiving that is being, that is sustaining you and bringing your experience to life alive. And that is the power of Hashem. Obviously, that's, 
That's the power of God. This is what we learned about in Torah Aleph. For those of you who are part of this year when we began uh, many, many weeks ago already, this is the 20, uh, maybe it's the 23rd or 24th year. But in the beginning, when we spoke about the Seichel Becholdavar, that Yaakov was the one who followed his gift of perceptions, his gift of insight. He's one who understood that there was a power behind our minds, which was Hashem's mind, which was fueling up our consciousness. Right? So when a person, they connect, they, they understand that, there's, there's, that our mind is linked to God's mind and that there, are, there is a fuel behind it. So now when a person, they connect, to when a person connects to the tzaddik and a person connects to Eretz and a person connects to Amuna, so now that's like the thing that goes in, boom, and that comes to life. And that it activates these powers of Chachma and Bina, kind of these, these powers of that we're talking about. And this is ultimately, ultimately what Yeshaya Hanavi said. What did Yeshaya Hanavi say? Uh, he was, he was one of my favorite Nevi'im, Yeshaya Nevi. He, he was a great, amazing individual, right? And one was one of his famous Nevuas, right? A, uh, one of his famous Nevuas was that they, uh, in the times of Mashiach, what's going to happen towards the later stages? That the, the world is going to be filled with the knowledge of God, like the waters that cover the earth, which means precisely what we're explaining over here that there's going to be a God mind, that people are going to see their experience of life running through them. People are going to see that they're in many ways, like we started with the co-creators of their own experience of life, that what we started with that the Moraglim, that they took the information and they interpreted the Eretz Ocheles They interpreted, oh, it's a land that eats its inhabitants. That was their underscore. They didn't understand it as a divine experience to put the proper underscore over there, to, to, to put it properly in its place, that Hashem was hooking them up by making this in the land. So as Rabbi Nachman is explaining over here, Rabbi Nachman is explaining over here that when a person connects to these upper faculties of Eretz Yisrael, they get eaten by it. When a person connects to the tzaddik, they get eaten. But just knowing as we start, just knowing that there's something called a tzaddik, right? That creates that vision for yourself that you get absorbed into that vision. It gets, you get eaten by it. Having a Muna, right? You get eaten by a Muna. You get eaten by a Muna. And then you get Kumala Ad's Day as Hashem. And you start understanding that the world, our experience of life, from the best thing in the world to the worst thing in the world, is a divine experience. It's totally one. By Yom Hashem Echad Ushmol Echad. On that day, we will see Hashem and His name were as one. We won't look at the world as a world of division, but we'll look at the world of oneness. We'll see that Hashem was with us the entire time and that right? just like we're on the bad, we're also going to make a blessing on the good. Nowadays, we don't see that, right? But in the future, so we say, but in the future, we're going to say, we're going to say, everything Hashem does is going to good because we're going to see how our entire experience of life our mind is being fueled by Hashem's mind. We're going to see that our mind, we're going to see the life through God consciousness. We're going to see the life through God mind. And because we're going to see that our mind is being fueled by a greater power, the world is going to be filled with the knowledge of God, right? That's Meloah Aris Dea Es Hashem. Everyone's going to see. Everyone's going to see that our minds aren't separate from Hashem. 
that our experience of life is inherently a divine experience. Incredible, right? Incredible? It's incredible. Okay, let, let, we'll, we'll read now to the end of the piece. Read now to the end of the piece. Okay, ach. Okay. Ach. See the highlighted over there? Ach im ein ritzono klal la'avod es Hashem. But, right, but it, let's say you do not desire to serve Hashem at all. Lo yo'elo shum his karvus litzadikim. Connecting to tzadikim are not going to help. That's going to be like the food you eat that your body digests and spits out. It's going to be food that the bad part of the food that your body just, <clears throat> that you relieve yourself with. If you eat food that is bad for you, then it doesn't get properly digested. In fact, it could hurt you and it doesn't turn into sustenance. Your body throws it up. Right? This is also true. You don't get eaten by the tzaddik. Even though you might be close to him. Right? That the tzaddik cannot stand you and throws you up. And again, we're equating Amuna, the tzaddik and Eretz Yisrael again. That you'll get spit out like any other nation, and the land will spit you out. That the land won't be able to tolerate you, and you'll get spit out. You're not going to turn to the land's essence. Rather, the land will spit you out, and a uh, Hashem, Hashem should help us from not getting spit out from the land. So just to recap this last point over here, but if you don't believe in Hashem, if you don't believe in God, none of this helps, right? Because you're believing in something disconnected from its source, right? Like if you think the tzaddik has power independent from Hashem, you're oivei the right? You're not allowed to believe that. That's, right? There's no such thing as fallen angels, right? The tzaddik only has power because Hashem gave him power. Eretz Yisrael was only Kaddish because Hashem was muktashit. Hashem made it holy. Right? <coughs> Hashem made the land holy. So if you don't if you don't believe in God, none of this works. <laughs> right? If you don't believe in God, even if you're next to the tzaddik, it's not going to help you. Right? Because, because you're thinking something is separate from its source, and therefore it doesn't have the ability, it becomes not divine, it becomes to you, your experience would not become not becomes divine. So again, a uh you know, it's like, it's like a person gets overtaken with anxiety or depression or politics, culture, materialism, right? We want nice things. And, a, uh, you know, in a certain way that has the ability to take us over. And it's like, you know, like a person, they, they put so much, and innocently, I'm not, not blaming anyone. A person puts so much chronic, stressful thinking through their body, they end up in a panic attack, Right. Like your brain is a machine. Your mind is spiritual. Like whatever you put through that machine, your brain is going to create those chemicals in your body, right? So if you're activating the machine, you're running your machine down, 
your brain down in such a way, right? It, it, it literally eats your flesh. Like you get, you, a person ends up in a panic attack. They're, they're firing thoughts. It's as if your body uh, is telling you, like, you know, it's like an alarm system, like wake up, like you got to level out a little bit. You got to like chill, like you're doing something wrong here. You're getting, you're getting this feeling as an alarm system in order to tell you, wait a minute, something's off track. You need to recalibrate. You need to recalibrate your system over here. But it's a lot easier to see that when you understand that your mind's being fueled up by God. If you think it's a feeling that's totally rampant, if you think that it's a, so it's like you're, if you think that it's a feeling that's totally separate from divine, from divinity, so then if you think it's a feeling that uh, God's not behind, so a person gets less of ability to tolerate that feeling, that negative experience, and they wind up running away and winding up avoid, trying to avoid all negative, all perceived negative feelings at all costs. But when a person starts seeing, like we're saying that they're Trey Ray and the Lomas Parzin, you have two friends that never separate with each other, and that Hashem has given us this, this, this special effect system that George Lucas wishes that he had, right? So what happens is it's not like the land spits you out. It's like a person winds up being able to connect it back to God and be able to uh, tolerate perceived negative feelings, feelings that they don't like, because that's the amuna. The amuna is, is that all feelings come from Hashem, and therefore a person feels like they don't need a, uh, a person, you, know, you feel like you don't need to run as much from that feeling, and it becomes more, more uh, uncomfortable. I'm not wishing it upon anyone, but it becomes more of a tolerable, nevertheless, it becomes more of a tolerable experience. But if you think it's connected from its source, right? You just see it as an independent force ruling over you, then it becomes really, really scary. And it exacerbates it significantly more. This is Rabbi Nachman's ending with over here, that if you think that, uh, if you don't believe in Hashem, if you see things cut off from its source, so a, uh, then it doesn't really help you. It doesn't really help you, right? So just to a, uh, just, I guess we'll end over here for everyone. We should be zochet to activate these perceptions. We should be zochet to be eaten by the tzaddik, to be eaten by Amuna, and to be absorbed into the land of Eretz Yisrael, absorbed into the tzaddik. As the Maraglim were saying, they came back and they said, it's an Eretz Ocheles Eshoshvea, a land that eats its inhabitants, meaning, uh, as Rabbi Nachman flips this on its head, not as a negative thing, but as a positive thing, that it's a land where you get totally absorbed into the land. You get absorbed into Eretz HaKadosh. And they, uh, everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos. Be zocha to connect to true tzaddikim. Be zocha to understand how there's a power larger than ourselves that are fueling our mind up to have emuna in that, to have emuna in Hashem, and to have emuna in ourselves, and to see the good in everything. Shabbos, everyone. Shkayach, shkayach, beautiful. Any questions, anyone? Any